2: Welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. It is hump day. It's Wednesday
3: night. And you know what that means. It's Wednesday.
2: <laughs> and you know what that means? is Wednesday night. <laughs> not a whole lot of not, not a whole lot of depth there, uh, by the way. But you know, we're just always in a good mood and glad to hang out with you guys. And uh, I say it all the time, and I truly mean it. Lots of choices that you have to spend your time and to get your information and opinion. And it's always an honor that you guys uh, continue to choose us. Um, I, speaking of, I got I, before I forget and. Sp- because once I delve into the hot topics of the day, I just might because I get all fired up. Y'all you know how I roll. I got to give a special shout out to the ladies and a few gents today at the Women's VIP event, the monthly event brought uh, brought to, uh, to San Diego, by the way, by Salt and Light Council. that they, they are the group behind the Women's VIP. And let me tell you, this is the greatest group of gals and a couple of gents because this is about motivation. It's about... Inspiration and it's about activation. It's about understanding women and a few gents getting together to understand and talk about the issues of the day and more importantly, what we can do to solve the problem because it's all about us getting active at the local level and real actions take place at this event as well as discussion of actions to take afterwards. So I want to thank them for having me there as a speaker today it's always an honor to be there thank you to dolores if you're listening thank you dran reese from salt and light if you're listening and thank you to everybody there they also introduced a new feature today that i thought was absolutely right on and that was the pastor pep talk and they had a pastor who today talked about the truth of what's going on in our churches and what's not going on in our churches. And so it was just an amazing meeting and I can't, I didn't want to go any further without thanking them again for having me. So it's the women's VIP by the salt and light council. And if, you know, go check them out, join this group, get active. And thanks to the ladies. Um, You know, I would invite you to go to a meeting uh, coming forth skins, but uh, sticks, but it really is about the women of the VIP. Ip, did I say sticks? That's right, babies. He's back tonight. I got him on temporary loan while we're a man down at the station, but I'm enjoying him as long as I have him. It's DJ Carrot
0: Sticks. He's brunette, five foot eight, two hundred pounds of cheese curds in khakis. Here he is, DJ Carrot Sticks. Well, yes, it's always a pleasure to run the AK show, and you know, no women ever last too long with me, anyway. So,
2: yeah, every, it's always
0: temporary. <laughs> Shout out to the Salt and Light and Dran Reese. You know, they're they're always at our events. They always do sponsorships. They always do advertisements with us. So those are good peeps and, you know, what they're standing for. And, 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 you know, it it gives me motivation for this country when there's people like them out there.
2: Yeah, they're just a phenomenal partnership to everybody out there, to us and to you listeners, because and, and, you know, so many times people say, oh, why y'all live in California? In fact, the pastor who came now was there to give the pastor pep talk, just moved here, and people were like, well, but when you talk, we want to know why you moved (laughs) to California when everybody's moving out, and it's it's because there is such a phenomenal group of conservatives here, and with deep roots to the community and a great love for this state, and so and and you know what when you look at the issues of the day and I've talked about this before and that's going to be and you're going to as we get into the topics of the day you're going to realize that these problems that we face as a nation are really in every corner of this country you're not going to be escaping it uh, by leaving california so uh so it's just it it uh, like you s- sticks it gives my heart it does my heart good to know of these amazing people here so let's get into the hot topics of the day it's funny because my speech today was centered around three things truth, discernment and courage uh, the how truth has been completely destroyed in this country with my truth, your truth everybody's got their own truth uh no there's a little thing called facts okay and um, the left has used the destruction of truth as the tool uh, one of the tools to destroy us. We've got to use our discernment, which is about using using your keen insight and judgment. To know what's true, and then also having the courage to stand on the truth and to not back down from it against the forces that we face. And those forces that we face are going to get even more difficult as we go forward, especially for us Christians. One of the things I said to the group today was show of hands. uh, The definition of truth is that which is in accordance um, with facts and reality. And I asked everybody to uh, show of hands who thinks that the United States of America right now, our our, our government and individuals in our culture, is operating from a state of facts and reality. I mean, there's nobody. Merrick Garland, Attorney General Garland, was brought before judiciary today. The purpose of him coming was a general oversight. It wasn't about specifics. And the, it, it was laughable, the lack of truth. He tried to be cagey. By not uh, and try not to quote perjure himself as though he would actually suffer any consequence in that. Uh, by just by, by in general, just either just acting like a deer in the headlights, like I don't know what you talking about, Willis, or just refusing to answer the question. In large part, what the Republicans busted him on today was was the obvious, right? What every American can see playing out, which is the and I'm not going to refer to it as a two tier system of justice because when we don't have a singular justice system that applies the law equally, then we have no justice system whatsoever. Um, but I want to play a little bit of Jim Jordan today as as he went on talking about how the fix was in. The fix is in when it comes to the Department of Justice covering up the crimes of Hunter Biden and beyond. I can't play all of it. I encourage you guys to go and watch you know, the full clips, actually, of everything that took place because there's no show, mine or any other, that's going to be able to tell you everything that's happening and share Everything, but I want you to hear a little bit of Jim Jordan. The fix is in.
1: The fix is in. Even with the face saving indictment last week of Hunter Biden, everyone knows the fix is in. Four and a half years, four and a half years, the Department of Justice has been investigating Mr. Biden, an investigation run by David Weiss, an investigation that limited the number of witnesses agents could interview. An investigation that prohibited agents from referring to the president as the, quote, big guy in any of the interviews they did get to do. An investigation that curtailed attempts to interview Mr. Biden by giving the transit team secret a heads up. An investigation that notified Mr. Biden's defense counsel about a pending search warrant. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss, run by Mr. Weiss, where they told the Congress three different stories in 33 days. They told this committee on June 7th, David Weiss said, I have ultimate authority to determine when, where, and whether to bring charges. 23 days later, June 30th, he told this committee, actually, I can only bring charges in my U.S. Attorney's District, the District of Delaware. And then to further confuse matters, on July 10th, he told Senator Graham, I have not sought special counsel status. Rather, I've had discussions with the Department of Justice. Yeah,
2: let, let's, let's stop it there before we go too much into the weeds since we can't play everything. But clearly, that's enough to understand for the American people if they hear that, that the fix is in. That the FBI, all the agencies of the government that are involved in this type of an investigation, and the Justice Department that's supposed to be prosecuting it, covered up the crimes of Hunter Biden. Engaged in a cover-up, engaged in obstruction of justice. When they tell somebody, when they tip off a suspect in an investigation about a search warrant, that is obstruction of justice. Right now, Donald J. Trump has been indicted in Florida over a documents dispute. dispute, And when the co-defendant there, his valet, what was some of the charges? That he allegedly didn't hand over all of the video uh, of uh, videos from inside of his home, or that he moved some boxes around. Meanwhile, our, our, our U.S. government, the FBI, the IRS, and the Department of Justice has been covering up the crimes of a former vice president, now president of the United States, and his crackhead son as they sold off this country for power. There was an epic rant. By Troy Nell. Speaking of speaking of of uh, uh, of bribery, and of course, you know Merrick Garland's like looking like, no, I didn't do nothing. Here's here's a little bit of the epic rant by Troy Nell's. Well, I can't really play all of it because what it does is it shows. No, I'm going to go play it. It's epic rant. Here's Troy Nell's playing a video of Joe Biden bragging about firing Shokan and Garland refused to address it. Let's play a little bit of this epic rant.
3: ...so he would stop looking into Burisma, where Hunter was on the board. Would you agree? Doc- All right, let's let the American people decide. Play the clip. Play the clip. Remember going over convincing our team, our brothers, <coughs> to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from Pay attention, uh, Yatsenyuk please. that they would take action against the state looking. prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they, had, they were walking out to the press conference said, nah. I said, no, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who there was you go. solid. Mr. Attorney General, what you just saw, there was Joe Biden in his arrogance and role as the vice president in this country saying, if you don't fire Shokin, the United States isn't given the $1 billion loan. Why would Joe Biden say that as the vice president? Why would he say such a thing? Was it policy? Was it our policy at the time? Yes or no? That- it wasn't. I have documents here, interagency policy committee dated October. What information is the gentleman Saying ever going to let the I'm on my time. piped down. Saying Shokin had made significant the of the gentleman reforms. Texas. Love it. He's made
2: significant reforms. Shokin did. Matter of fact, John. Yeah. Karen let's end says, it there. Yeah. Do you hear what he just laid out? And everybody needs to be seeing this Biden video over and over and over again as he brags about how he withheld a billion dollars, which, by the way, Donald Trump was impeached because he supposedly withheld money from Ukraine. But here is Joe Biden bragging about how he withheld a billion dollars with Obama's knowledge, by the way. Did anybody ask DOJ Garland about that today? There is video hard video evidence of Joe Biden bragging about changing policy withholding a billion dollars in a quid pro quo and literally getting policy changed there was no policy on the books about withholding billion dollars of ukraine but they changed policy as a part of a bribery scheme and it was all admitted to on tape we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got some more highlights from the Merrick Garland hearing today in front of Judiciary Committee. And coming up a little bit later, speaking of Ukraine, Zelensky was at the UN yesterday, so much for a war-torn uh, you know, country, yet why wasn't he talking about the war? What was he talking about, climate change? Gregory Wrightstone will be here a little bit later on the show, so come on back.
4: K. Dynamite in Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer. San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're going over some of the highlights or lowlights, I might say, of the A.G. Garland appearance today before judiciary. Before the break, we were playing the epic rant of uh, Troy Nels against uh, Garland today in which he played the video of Joe Biden which clearly proves the quid pro quo, uh, which is also um, part of the documentation of the bribery scheme, because what makes it bribery? What makes it treasonous? And what makes it a quid pro quo? That he was he was as documented by the whistleblowers uh, and also backed up with money that showed up in his account at Hunters. He received money. He was pressured and offered money to get rid of the prosecutor who was looking into Barisma. On video, he admits that he put put uh, that he put pressure on the Ukraine government to fire the prosecutor by withholding a billion dollars, which was not part of U.S. policy. Once he got the prosecutor fired, he changed U.S. policy. It's all the evidence that we need. And yet, Joe Biden. And by the way, it's not just the Department of Justice that that is not holding Joe Biden accountable for the American people. That little clip right there, and what you just heard is why the Republican Party needs to bypass this nonsensical, stupid, ridiculous, moronic impeachment inquiry and immediately file articles of impeachment. But then we got into the subject of January 6th, and there were quite a few times where he just didn't know the answers to any questions. Uh, Let's start with the first in the list here, sticks. Garland refuses to answer questions on how many assets, how many federal assets were there on Jan 6th.
4: January 6th, did you lose count of the number of federal assets? Did you lose count in order and order an audit? Gentlemen, his time has expired. I, I get an
1: answer to the question of did, he, did they lose count? Well, of let him the answer the question. The time has expired. The, the attorney general can respond.
4: China is the most aggressive, most dangerous Mr. adversary Mr. That Mr. the general, United States what? faces. Cut, and wh- we are what? doing sticks? everything our power
5: to rebut that, to stop.
2: He's been asked over and over. How many federal agents were there on January 6th? And his answer is, China is the greatest threat we face. <laughs> what? That's quite the legal tactic. In fact, a friend of mine was in a lawsuit. And uh, he while well, he was suing somebody in, in, in the deposition, uh, his attorney told him that if they ask you this, I want you to say the sky is blue. And he was like, what? No, if they ask you this, I want you to say the sky is blue. This is an old legal trick. I'm just going to say something that's completely irrelevant, completely out of the blue until you move on and stop asking me these questions. This is the top law enforcement agent in the land because attorneys are officers of the court. He is the head of the Justice Department under which all law enforcement comes under. All law enforcement comes under FBI, all all the rest of it under the Department of Justice. And he is refusing to answer questions about January 6th. And the prosecution surrounding January 6th, there's more that he refused to answer. Uh, We've got the second clip around him refusing to answer sticks.
4: Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again, I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not, I'm just under oath today, your testimony is, You have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised the uh, the Senate I would not um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss internal Justice Department deliberations. All
2: right, sticks enough of this liar. I thought that was the clip about January 6th, but it's just another example of him refusing to answer. And listen to the obfuscations. I've promised that at the Senate that I wouldn't interfere. That wasn't the question. Wasn't the question. The question was, have you had a conversation and telling them to back off the, the Hunter Biden? Well, I don't. I planned. I've told the Senate, I don't plan to have any conversations. You hear the weasel speak going on there. I think in one of the clips maybe we've got coming up, Matt Gates says to him, look, if you did this non-answer business in, 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 as, as, a, as a witness or if you had a witness in a court doing this, you would be telling the judge, you know, uncooperative witness here. You know, and when, and when he says this crap of won't answer the question and, you know, China's the greatest adversary, if that was in a court, he would have turned to the judge and said, you know, your honor, your honor, like, like my cousin Vinny, your honor, make him answer the question right? So here's Massey confronting Garland over January 6th. This, this clip is juicy. Let's play that one.
4: You're citing the constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago when I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol. Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say Mm -hmm. that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have no personal knowledge of this matter.
2: No personal knowledge? Is Is that some little weasel speak there? No personal knowledge. You're supposed to have professional knowledge. Hundreds of Americans with 1,500 more planned indictments were rounded up by the FBI and thrown into jail. And you don't know? How can you go in? How can you be looking? in the FBI and the Department of Justice be looking at everybody who was there on, on the Capitol and be and be accurate about your investigations and about who should be indicted, who should be charged with crimes. And you don't know who was in the crowd. Here in the next clip, Massey goes after him for Ray Epps. Let's listen to that. By the way, that was
4: in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people mm-hmm. away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video. who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him—ten videos—and it's, an, it's an indictment for a misdemeanor. The American public isn't buying it.
2: No, they're not buying it. We're not buying it at all. And I'm also not buying the fact that he—that there's any excuse for why he hasn't been impeached. Not buying it at all. There's absolutely no excuse. This is not about Trump. This has never been about Trump. Whether we're talking about Jan 6, whether we are talking about, well, I mean, really, it all comes down to that, doesn't it? Doesn't it all come down controlling our elections? Every bit of this. Whether we're talking about the government covering up the crimes of Democrats. Why are they covering up the crimes of Democrats? Because these are the the people that they want to hold office. Why are they going after Trump with all these indictments? Because they don't want him in office. Why? Because he's a threat to the people that they want in office. He's a threat to the deep state. Why did the feds do the feds selection? Why was it a feds selection? In part to cover up the corruption in the Democrats and what they did with the election in twenty twenty, and then to criminalize it. It's it's the same playbook. In order it's it's just like Hillary Clinton. Oh, I know, let's blame Trump for colluding with the Russians when she was the one who colluded with the Russians. Same playbook here. Ultimately, everything, it it all comes down to controlling the elections, whether we're talking about hiding the COVID, the truth about COVID, whether we're hiding the, the, the truth about the elections, whether we're talking about criminalizing speech. Every aspect of what's going on in this country is about controlling the outcome of the elections. The only way we can actually, and the the tough spot that we're in as Americans, and why we need to figure out a go forward plan, and why it's great to hang out with people like the women's VIP today and focus on actions is it's tough because nothing matters if our elections don't matter. We've got to take them back. We've got to figure out some actions we can take outside of the election schemes that are going on, or we're never going to take our country back. Speaking of schemes, Let's talk about climate change when we come back, shall we? With Gregory Wrightstone, who's written some great books, including An Inconvenient Truth about Al Gore. Stay tuned.
4: A.K., dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Lots of things happening at the UN. You've probably been wondering, what happened to that darling little Greta Thunberg? Right? How dare you? Remember her little miss, how dare you? Well, she's been shoved aside. Apparently the new di- darling of climate change is Zelensky? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, in case you missed it uh dude and by the way you know you're in the middle you're the president in the middle of of a war and yet you got time to fly over to the states and attend a UN meeting of course he was sitting there wearing his best you know um uh war war hero garb right his little trademark t-shirt that he had on um but then when he took the stage he, he decided he was going to talk about, not not just about war with Russia, but he was going to talk about climate change. Well, joining me to discuss climate change is, uh, is uh, actually somebody who knows a thing or two about it. He's written the best-selling book called Inconvenient Facts, The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. And he joins me now to discuss this. Hey, Gregory Wrightstone, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Oh,
5: thank you. All I can say is, oh, my God. Uh, you think they can't stoop any lower, and now we have to defeat <laughs> Putin because we're it's it's taking away our attention from the really important issues like climate change. Yeah, that's that's not, not quite right, um, but he's he's doing everything he can, pulling out all the stops. Yeah, he talked about uh, about uh, having the weaponization must be restrained uh, in order to do the really important things. He he looked at. Uh, the recent flood in Libya, which was a dam collapse. It wasn't climate change. Um, and and, and the, the, other, the other things he was looking at, and it's just crazy. And, but the fact of the matter is, Andrew, you've had me on before. You know I'm a big proponent yeah. of the benefits of modest warming and more CO2. And, in fact, my new book that will be released here in October, the title is A Very Convenient Warming. How modest warming ah. and more CO2 are benefiting humanity. That's right. Warming and more I CO2 yeah. are not harmful. They're beneficial.
2: Yeah, well, let, I, I can't wait to talk about that. But I, I, before we get into that, we I've got to quote Zelensky here. Humanity yeah. is failing on its climate policy objectives. This means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life, and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes uh um really you know this guy is such a phony this entire war i didn't bring you on to talk about this ukraine war the entire thing is a scam on the american people to pick our pockets and also to cover up a whole lot of other stuff it's really about the u.s partnering with ukraine uh and wanting to prop ukraine up as a partner in ushering in the great reset which is so much about the use of climate change in order to grab control over the entire planet uh, I had Reggie Littlejohn on my show a few days ago to talk about what the World Health Organization and the UN's plans are to pretend that there's a, a, a crisis in order to lock us into our homes, detain us, control what we eat, think, drive, et um, it, it, That which, you know, the COVID lockdowns were a great little, like, test run for them. So this is actually incredibly serious as to what they're trying to do to us here and it's really important to people like yourself get as much media as possible to share the truth with the American people, isn't it?
5: Absolutely. And, but, you know, we're stifled. We're, our our message is stifled. Our, in fact, our, our new board of directors, uh, John Clauser, he's the current Nobel laureate in physics, and the IMF shut him down. He was supposed to be a speaker at the International Monetary Fund uh, just this last month, and and he was shut down. The, the, the head of the IMF uh, said, "There's there is no debate. Science is settled, and they're, uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't allow the current Nobel laureate to speak." And John John has is very clear. He states very clearly there is no climate crisis, and he's right. There isn't. Uh, but when, when we talk no, about, no, it's Ukraine, weather. Yeah. Well, it is weather, uh, but it is part of it is climate, and we because we are warming. But again. We see many beneficial effects of this warming. But if we talk about Ukraine, Ukraine is Europe's breadbasket, uh, and and a lot of that Ukrainian wheat and their, their grain has been shut down. Thankfully, though, because of more CO2 and more warming, the United States and other nations have stepped up crop production to fill in that void. And so because of, of warming and more CO2, we're, we're feeding the world and, and taking – Taking up that, that shortfall that's coming from Ukraine.
2: Yeah. Um, we didn't need this war. And the fact that it's the breadbasket there, in fact, uh, Biden in, Biden absolutely encouraged this war. First thing he did when he took office was, and we're talking to Gregory Wrightstone, who's an actual climate uh, expert here. One of the first things that Joe Biden did was wage a war on energy uh, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, and he and he lifted the sanctions against Putin on his one hundred uh, his uh, address when it was after his first hundred days in office. Uh, he was asked. Putin had already started, you know, amassing troops at the border. And Joe Biden was asked about it. And he said, well, you know, do you think, you know, Putin's going to invade? Well, of course he will. What else can he do? They've wanted this in part because, you know, they, there is a war not just on energy, but war on our food supply, war on every aspect of our way of life. And I said years ago that if they can get control over two areas, energy and our health care, that's the way that they're going to gain control over all of us in the entire planet. And that's really where we're at. And the truth is, is you're right at Doug LaMalfa from California gave a really epic rant against Gavin Newsom and his energy policies and the electric vehicle, you know, demand. And he talked about CO2. He said, if we're really good and at, at, at lowering C, uh, CO2 emissions, we just might kill off all the food and the plant life in this country, right? Exactly.
5: CO2 is plant food. It's, it's fuel and crop growth. The other thing they want to do is they want to shut down nitrogen fertilizer. Nitrogen fertilizer yep. is, is just as important to increasing CO2 to crop growth since the late 1950s when we started really using it. And what else do they want to do? They want to do, do, do geo, geoengineering to block the sun. That's been talked about. All these things are going to combine to des- destroy agriculture and lead to mass famine. It's It's horrible. It's an anti-human agenda is what it is. They want to restrict crop growth and agriculture. And, and maybe, maybe that's – isn't that maybe their own end goal? They've talked about that there there's just too many people on this planet and there needs to be fewer. You know what I tell them? You go first. You go first. And
3: then they
2: say <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, and, and it's all – you know, they – uh, it's it, it's such a part of a bigger plan, and we can all see it. I mean, there's a reason why China is being allowed to buy up all of our farmland, and Bill Gates has bought up the farmland, and Bill Gates, who's talked about depopulation and funded. There's a 50,000-square-foot facility in California. Now it's all about lab-grown meat, and, uh, you know, it's it, 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 who wants to eat lab-grown meat? Who You know, the, the same people that tried to tell us we shouldn't, you know, eat um, hydrogenated, you know— uh, oil and our margarine and the same and the same people that wanted to ban big gulps in new york are the same people telling us we should eat lab-grown meat
5: exactly there's uh there are 40 cities around the world now that are talking about they want to ban cars they want to ban meat and they've got a schedule they're going to start with lamb and pork and then move to beef by 2050 uh it's it it, this is it's control is what they want they want to control what car you buy what washing machine to buy what a dishwasher to buy uh the shower heads i tell you what i mean ever all of these things it's control 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 and it's all for our benefit um i, I just actually yeah, Doug- bought a new shower head it was three it was two head shower had three flow restrictors in it and it just dribbled out i knocked mm-hmm. those babies out and now it's a, a virtual torrent that comes out but uh these are the things they want to do they want to make you wash your dishes twice because they're using so little water and wash your your clothes twice uh, to get them mm-hmm. clean because they're all we've got all these restrictions on us um,
2: well and none and of it ever it, makes everybody. sense right these look these low flush toilets you have to flush twice the cafe standards on automobiles have us driving supposedly it was going to you know um uh, the CAFE standards ended up having everybody roll around in these little plastic cars, and now the death count's gone up and, and more people die in car accidents because of CAFE standards. Oh, let's get rid of the mosquito, the DDT, and now we got more people dying from malaria around the world. I'm tired of them trying to protect me, Gregory writes. Exactly,
5: down. exactly. And EVs, when you talk about car, uh, the, the way they're meet, meeting these CAFE standards is by using less and less steel and more and more plastic just like you said they become more and more dangerous and when there's a a collision between an ev evs weigh more than 50 percent more than a regular gasoline car because of all the batteries that they need to hold Mm -hmm. and when there's a collision between an ev and a gasoline powered plastic car who's going to win the ev will and it's uh, a 50 percent weight increase is also going to harm our highways
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, these these people pushing for electric vehicles, oh, we want clean, sustainable. Well, let's talk about the the mining for these batteries.
5: Oh, exactly. We're talking Congo, child labor in the Congo. We're talking slave labor, Uyghurs uh, in, in China to process these and create the solar panels. And we should make Instead of people being uh, virtue signaling and they're driving a, an EV and I'm being clean, No, we, what we need to do is start shaming these people because if you're driving an EV, you're, you're supporting child labor. You're supporting uh, slave labor. Are you proud of that? I'm not. I'll never buy an EV. You know, it's, I'm, I'm going to hold on to my, my vehicles as long as I can. And there's a great people are, are more and more swinging away. Uh, from these EVs, they're they're overloaded on the on the car dealers' lots. They've got more than ninety days inventory, uh, and according to my dealer friend, uh, they like to keep less than thirty days inventory of any car mm-hmm. on their lots. Now they yeah. got ninety days of inventory of EVs because people aren't buying them. Uh, you, well, there's people there's can't afford them,
2: and then they also know. Yeah, excuse me for interrupting. I'm limited on time left. People don't want them. Uh, they, they, you can't drive distance with them. Uh, nobody can afford their electricity right now anyway. It's, it's as bad as paying six dollars a gallon of gas. There's no charging stations anywhere. Oh, you know, stop at a restaurant and charge up. Will take two hours to recharge. Uh, then you've got the fact that the replacement batteries cost almost as much as another. Uh, you know, and. Uh, what they call an ICE yeah, 20, uh, carbine 000. engine, yeah.
5: Right. And, and there, there's zero, zero used EV uh, out there because people don't want to buy a used EV because you you may have to then quickly spend twenty five thousand for a new battery to replace it. And so there's actually zero used car inventory. And that's who did where do the you where do the poor people the lower income people what do they buy they buy a used car because they mm-hmm. can't afford. Twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars. They'll buy. They'll buy one. My my son just bought one for eighteen hundred. He's really happy with it. Uh, but well, again, hopefully gonna he's going to be able to. Go to EVs
2: well yeah well hopefully he's going to be able to get parts for it because you know you've got these auto worker you know the auto worker um uh, strike going on right now because these people have the gall to demand 40 percent more uh pay to work a 32 hour week and five weeks of vacation and you know there's only so long uh these car dealers are going to be able to stay in business and and you know who's going to be making the parts for the older cars though Got to exactly. leave it there. Gregory Wrightstone. Tell everybody about uh, how they can uh, read your stuff and get your book when it yeah. comes out.
5: CO2coalition.org or go to my new book, convenientwarming.com.
2: Thank you for being here. Got to have you back more frequently. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break and we come back. Do you know who Sarah Ashton Cirillo is? We're going to talk about him when we come back.
4: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, I had seen this individual named Sarah Ashton Cirillo. I'd seen a video, but I wasn't sure who is this person. Who is this dude with bazoomies wearing like an old, you know, bad Hollywood wig And why is this person involved in the armed forces of Ukraine and why do we care? Well, it's because this Sarah Ashton Cirillo is a U.S. transgender soldier serving as an English speaking spokesperson for Ukraine. Confused? I still am confused. Well, he's been suspended from his duties. And thank you, uh, Gateway Pundit, for using him, because this is a dude. He's been suspended from his duties as spokesperson for the Territorial Defense Forces of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, the TDFUA. Cirillo has issued death threats against Russian propagandists who are criticizing the Ukrainian government. Quote, Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of Ukrainian nation- nation's honesty to shine brightly, said Ashton Cirillo. Uh, Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash even harder and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a, f- a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. The warning didn't stop there. This puppet of Putin is the is only the first of Russia's war criminals. Propagandists will all be hunted down and justice will be served. We in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty and complete liberation. Well, J.D. Vance, senator from Ohio, was like, "Um, I'd like to see the Biden administration explain who's who this crazy Ukrainian spokesperson is and whether they stand by Ukraine's clear attack on free speech. This person is representing the, a, an American, by the way, representing the Ukraine military and government and threatening to kill Russians for their speech. Again, just more evidence that the Ukraine and we talked about this. Zelensky is no war hero. He's no friend of democracy and freedom. This is a perfect example of it. He He's, he's a war criminal is what he is. He's the one shutting down media outlets. He's the one uh, jailing his critics. Uh, Sir, uh, Cirillo responded uh, to Oh, since the staff of JD Vance is keeping a close eye on my Twitter, I'd ask that the senator kindly deliver back the weapons to Ukraine so we can end this war in Russia. Uh Vance responded and since I've got your attention are you you uh, are you in Ukraine still planning to kill people who engage in speech you don't like and are there any American citizens on the kill list really good question um I'm not aware of now uh, Ukraine has said I think Ukraine said that uh they were not these statements were not approved by the command of the TDF or the command of the AFU um Appropriate decisions will be taken, but not really answering any of the questions by JD Vance. Nor has the Biden administration stepped in and answered questions about our money. We need to stop giving our money to this crooked, corrupt country. We need to stop funding this proxy war that's not meant to go anywhere but drain us and weaken us as a nation. I'm glad to know that Kevin McCarthy says that his there's no deal, no plans for continued uh for uh Ukraine funding in the next continuing resolution, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. In fact, what I want to see is a declaration that Ukraine's not going to get another dime out of us for anything. In fact, I want to begin to see some accountability. I want I want Zelensky at you want to talk about crimes you know, the U.S. government is going after a former president who's done nothing wrong, but we're going to continue to fund this criminal Zelensky? I want an investigation into how much money Zelensky—remember uh, the money laundering scheme with FTX? This Bitcoin outfit who was given hundreds of—I don't know how many billions of dollars by Zelensky, and then that money went back to, to Congress people's pockets? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of pocketbooks and finances, we're going to take a break. And financial thought Dr. Dave Elhoff will be here. Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell have had some crazy comments. And uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back.